Charlotte. It's Shelby. It's Riley. And, and it's, it's time, time to smut up and listen. Just a reminder for today's episode and all future episodes, our opinions are subjective. We don't advocate for kink shaming or author shaming. This is all in good smutty fun. Enjoy. Today's episode trigger warnings are explicit sexual content and suicide. We're going to start today's episode by reading a review from Apple Podcast. And this one is from AJ Clark. It says, absolutely hilarious smutty fun. I love this podcast. Great smutty fun and the hosts all play off each other really well. The only downside is the massive paranoia on my train commute that my AirPods aren't working and the smut is going to start blasting out of my phone for all to hear. That is a true paranoia. Honestly. Truly. But thanks, AJ. Thank you. So today's book is Minx by Sophie Lark. And who, I think I picked this book. You did, yeah. What did you give it on Goodreads, Shelby? I gave it a four. I also gave it a four. You picked good. And I know it's like brand new release but i already like sophie lark so i was excited for it this is my first sophie lark book i liked it i am excited to do it because it is so fucking funny it is i was laughing out loud in a couple of parts yeah i was texting charlotte and i was like just lol all the time <laughs> we love lol my quote for you riley is you think blood turns me off think again i like anything that comes out of you every single thing that comes out of you your earwax your snot everything all of it. He love it. And mine is because last night Blake mewed like a kitten while she rode my cock and made it explode like Vesuvius. <laughs> okay. So we start in our male main character's POV, and his name is Ramses Howell. Mm. He says, today's my favorite day of the year, and it's already ruined because Anthony Keller just walked in with the most stunning woman I've ever seen on his arm. We learn he's at a horse racetrack, and he's in the presidential suite right next to the finish line. So, like, expensive box seats. Baller Ooh. seats. Baller. Baller. He compares the woman that... Anthony walked in with to a racehorse because of her flexing muscles. I would never want to be compared to a horse. <laughs> Charlotte, when I texted her that part, she's like, sexy little sea biscuit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just you wait. <laughs> she notices him staring at her and her mouth quirks up. And then a man named Briggs is in Ramsey's suite with him. So they're best friends, Ramsey's and Briggs. Both Ramsey's and Briggs hate Anthony Keller because of a business deal that didn't work out. And we learn that Briggs is Ramsey's assistant and the only person he trusts. Then a man named John Bosch walks into their suite. Briggs tells Ramsey's that the woman is named Blake Abbott and she's an extremely high paid escort from Manhattan. Mm. There's no amount of money that you can pay for a night with her. You have to be on her list and she'll pick you. Okay. Mm-hmm. Briggs has all the tea. He tells Ramses that their friend tried to pay her $50,000 but she didn't even call him back. Everybody that hires her has to sign an NDA. She's high class. Someone else they know says that she'll change your fucking life. So there's talk of this girl. Pussy is just too good. 
good. It is. Apparently, there's a rumor that if you date her, your business is suddenly like super good. So all these men are in finance. Okay. Yeah. And then once you fuck her, you make good money. They know quite a few men that have hired her and everybody says the sex is insane and that their numbers run hot while they date her. Ramses decides that he's determined to have her and he looks over to her suite and sees her surrounded by very rich, very important men. Ramses finds his way into her suite and witnesses a man named Castro whisper something in her ear that causes a flash of irritation across her face and then they make eye contact. She walks toward him and he thinks that she's coming to talk to him but she passes right by him and places a bet on one of the horses at one of the monitors in the suite and we learn that Ramses has money on a horse named Asteroid. He tells her that he's surprised that she didn't get one of the men to make the walk for her and she smiles and says I don't think they could be trusted. He grabs her ticket and sees that she's placed a bet on a horse named Flightline and the odds for this horse are 40 to 1 so like not good. This horse is probably not gonna win. He asks her why she bet on Flightline and she says there's no fun in winning on a 3 to 1 bet. Keller pokes his head into the suite and tells Ramses the race is about to start and Ramses asks Blake to come watch the view from his box. He extends the invitation to Keller and Keller reluctantly agrees so they all go sit down and Ramsey shows her to her seat which is obviously right next to him. Obviously. Obviously. We get a description of her. He says her hair is long and black and soft but not shiny. It's so unshiny that it almost looks like a void like a hole you could fall into. When it brushes the back of my hand my whole arm shivers. Her nails are unpainted filed sharp. I want them scratching down my back. Okay so she has dull ass hair. Yeah and he loves it. Wow look at her dull hair. (laughs) It's so dry. (laughs) He would love mine. (laughs) Her knee brushes against his and he starts to get hard. The race is going and Flightline is not doing so well. Last place. Asteroid's doing all right and is fighting for the horse in first place. So they're like neck and neck. Flightline starts to close the gap and Blake is leaning forward in her seat with her hands over her mouth and Flightline starts to speed up and he gets to third place right on the heels of Asteroid and the other horse and he speeds up even more and crosses the finish line in first place and we learn that Blake just won $800,000. Whoa, bitch. He looks over to her and he thinks it's suspicious because she seems like she knew what was going to happen and then Flightline's jockey takes off her helmet and Ramses realizes that the jockey is a woman. Oh my god, a woman can ride a horse? Never heard of that. No. (laughs) (laughs) Keller asks Blake how much she bet and she tells him that she only bet $2,000, but Ramses knows she's lying. Keller puts his hand around her waist as if to claim her and Blake reaches out to shake Ramses hand and he's like, oh, her skin is so soft. (laughs) She tells him that it was nice to meet him and leaves with Keller and Briggs asks Ramses what the loss is going to cost them. He says less than they'll make shorting a stock. So like is he in shady business? Yeah what the fuck? He tells Briggs about the weird way Blake acted after winning on 40 to 1 odds and Briggs tells him that people call her the lucky whore. (laughs) Rude. Ramses does not like this. He tells Briggs that he thinks Blake has insider information and wants him to find out everything he can about her and Briggs is like, ugh, okay, fine. And then we switch to Blake's POV. And she says, the best way to hunt big game is to lure it. Ramsey's Howell is the biggest game in town. His investment firm isn't the largest, but it's had the highest returns from the last four years running. Once is lucky. Twice is impressive. Four times? Fucking unheard of. I'd had my eye on him for a while. This was my first time in a room with him. Ooh, girl. 
girl. She's a smart girl. So she's like, she wants him too. Mm-hmm. But maybe not for the same reason that he wants her. Apparently she'd heard that he was rude and aggressive, but she's confused because she found him to be charming and intimidating. She logs into her brokerage account and sees that somebody wired her $3 million with a memo that reads, I want all three seats. It's from Ramsey's. Her phone begins to ring and it's him and she thinks to herself that she thought she wanted this, but now that it's here, she's terrified. She steadies her voice and picks up and says, that was fast. He tells her it doesn't take long to decide when he sees something that he wants. And she tells him that she's flattered, but actually she's pissed off because how the fuck did he get access to her brokerage account? But she just got $3 million. Yeah. Shut up. You'll see. She's weird with money. You'll see. Yeah. Uh, okay. He asks her if she's accepting his offer and she tells him that she only sees three clients at a time and that she doesn't have any openings. And he tells her to cut everyone loose because he doesn't share. She has a wait list and she never sees anybody exclusively. And he tells her to never use the word never in negotiation. And she gets pissed and says, this is not a negotiation. She's not interested in doing business with him if he doesn't follow the rules and hangs up on him. And her hands are sweaty. Her heart is racing. And she's like absolutely freaking out over this interaction. Girl, you're going to get yourself into some shit. She takes the subway back to the racetrack and meets up with Sadie, Flightline's jockey. Blake tries to hand her an envelope of money, but Sadie refuses it. She tries to get her to take it and says that she always pays for good information. And then we find out that Blake and Sadie are sisters. Oh. Sadie reluctantly accepts the money and asks her who the man in the box with her was. And Blake tells her that he's possibly a rich new client. Sadie tells her to let her know if he has any hot friends. Some time passes. Blake is on a date with a man named Zach Simmons, but all she can think about is Ramsey's. He's talking to her about something that she doesn't care about, and she says that she charges him extra for being boring. Yeah, she's like, this is the client I charge extra for because I don't want to listen to him. Mm-hmm. Get it, girl. Yeah. You love a girl boss. She looks down and sees a notification that the stock in Anthony Keller's business has taken a nosedive. His company is worth half as much as it was this morning, and she smiles. So I was like, she's up to something. Oh. Suddenly, a shadow falls across the table, and she looks up to see Ramsey standing over her, telling her that they didn't finish their conversation. While they're out at dinner? With a client. And he's just like, hi. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. She looks up to see Ramsey standing over her, telling her that they didn't finish their conversation, and she tries to tell him that she's busy with dinner, but he insists on joining them and pulls a chair up to their table. She tells him to fuck off. She's on a date. The balls of this man. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He says that they need to finish negotiating, and she tells him that she's busy. He says that's fine because he's not actually here to talk to her and leans back against his chair, and then he turns to look over at Zach. Ramsey's tells him that he'll cut him a deal between the two of their businesses if Zach gets up and leaves right now. And then Zach's like, sorry, Blake, and just gets (laughs) up and leaves. He's like, business. You got it. Yeah. Blake is fucking pissed and takes her red wine and throws it in Ramsey's face. (gasps) Yeah. (laughs) She's spicy. He just smiles and tells her that she has an opening on her roster now. She's fucking pissed. He's very confident in himself. Very pushy. I overstepped, Ramsey says. Can we start over? His hair is so dark, I expected brown eyes, but actually they're blue. Blue like the sky at night, deep indigo with glittering pinpricks like distant stars. 
I think I'm experiencing the exact sensation of a person who just strapped themselves to a rocket and lit the fuse. No one's eyes look like that. <laughs> no. No. But they sound beautiful. I noticed that in books when they're describing each other's eyes. They're like the most random shit. Like no one's eyes look like that. No. Also, have you... Maybe you have. But like, have you ever looked at a person? Like I've thought like, oh my God, their eyes are so pretty. But I've never been like, oh my God, it looks like the forest in Oregon where... The um, sun Close to the trees. <laughs> Edward Cullens and Bella Swan laid together. Uh. Someone told me that my eyes look like porta potty water once. <laughs> what? Like the color of what color are your eyes? Porta potty water. <laughs> Not porta potty water. <laughs> um, Andrews told me before that my eyes are brown because you're full of shit. Full of shit. Oh, <laughs> I am actually full of shit though. IBS. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> you have IBS? Ibis? I do. Ibis. I'm sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Godspeed to your belly. Oh, God. Thank you. Bless you. <laughs> Blake tells him that she's keeping the $3 million and that'll pay for the first date. She says if he pulls a stunt like that again and intimidates her in front of other clients, she won't see him again because she doesn't work with people who don't respect her boundaries. And then he asks her what her rules are. She says, three rules. Clear as glass. Hard as iron. I'm not exclusive. I don't sleep over. And red means stop. No matter where we are or what we're doing. So does she just say red yeah okay. red red he asks what if he wants to take her on a trip and she tells him that he'll need to pay for separate rooms because she sleeps alone at the end of the night i get it <laughs> he asks how often he can have her and she says as often as she picks up the phone oh, i love it he asks if she sees her favorite clients more and she smiles and says of course i do he says good if he's not her only client he's damn sure he's gonna be her favorite and then he laughs and asks what if he's not happy with her and she tells him the only men she's disappointed are the ones she's dropped as clients and he tells her that he's not like other men and she's like that's what all men say Duh. literally try me Ramses leans forward his chair groaning beneath him I don't go once I don't go twice I go until I'm satisfied <gasps> oh, oh, oh. these men do be coming oh they do they be coming she says that she can't wait and he tells her that they're going to be friends for a long time the food comes that Zach and Blake had ordered because they're at a restaurant Right. And Ramses tells the waitress that they won't be needing it. And Blake was like, um, I was fucking hungry. I want to eat. He says he's taking her somewhere better. And he takes her hand and leads her out of the restaurant, telling her that they're going on their first date. Damn. Uh-huh. An assertive man. We switch to Ramsey's POV and they get in his like bougie vintage Lincoln. So he's like a classic car guy. Yeah. Okay. He tells her that he heard from Briggs that someone named Lucas paid her to step on him with heels and she tells him that she never discusses what she does with other clients. And he says, fine, they can talk about him instead. And then we learn that he likes to be in charge, especially in the bedroom. And Blake is not surprised to hear this. He takes her to a random house and tells her that they they're there for a poached egg competition. What? That's their first date. Yeah. What's a poached egg competition? Like, who can make the best poached egg? Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> A woman in a chef's coat named April opens the door and greets Ramses. And there's a fucking bobcat at the door, too. She has, like, a pet bobcat. Yeah. Blake is stopped dead in her tracks with her mouth hanging open. But they go inside. And then we learn that April is this famous YouTube chef. Okay. Yeah. Cool. They all start cooking in the kitchen with April taking the lead, obviously, because she's a professional chef. As they're talking, Ramses tells Blake that he ran a background check on her. But it was clean. He leaves out the fact 
that he found her juvenile record. And Blake looks over at April and thanks Ramses for bringing her here. Because, like, how stoked would you be if you just, like, showed up at your favorite YouTuber's house? That would be fucking cool. Yeah, that would be awesome. That would be cool as fuck. Mm -hmm. I'd be so scared to make the actual food, though, if it was, like, a cooking YouTuber. Yeah. I I would love to be like, Trisha! I love Trisha. Trisha your favorite? That's a hot take. That is a hot take. She's very controversial, but I love her. Who's my favorite YouTuber? Shane Dawson. Just kidding. <laughs> Charlotte. Ballinger. Charlotte. <laughs> Just kidding. Our a podcast is going to get canceled now. We do not stand Colleen Ballinger. Or Shane Dawson. He asks her what her dream kitchen is, and then she tells him that she wants, like, an actual castle. That's her dream, is to buy a fucking castle with a moat. What the fuck are you going to do with that? Obviously be a queen. They start poaching eggs, and Blake gets it perfect on the first try and Ramses fucks his up. So he cooks a better one, but only slightly better. And then they plate their dishes so April can judge their food. And Blake wins. Like, I guess um, she cuts into Ramses and the yolk is hard and gross. Idiot. I don't know how to poach an egg either, though. <laughs> Neither. Blake tells him that the loser has to eat their own shitty food. So he has to eat his shitty little egg. <laughs> shitty little egg. After this, they make an actual dinner and drink a ton. April leaves to go feed her bobcat dinner. <laughs> I gotta go feed my bobcat. I'll be right back. Blake tells him that she doesn't date because nobody likes what she does for work. And he asks if she's ever dated a client. And she's like, I dated one once, but I learned my lesson. And he thinks it's someone named Desmond and that's the guy who gave her the nickname the lucky whore Mm. he wants to take her home so bad wants to fuck her he says I could take her to a hotel this minute but the problem is I haven't entirely figured out what I want to do to her I don't just want to fuck Blake fucking is easy fucking is meaningless I want to open her up like an engine (laughs) put her through her paces like a pony sexy little okay. sea biscuit. <laughs> and then she tucks her hair behind her ear and he sees a small tattoo of a cat behind her ear. He takes note of this tattoo. Okay. It's not slipping his mind. He asks her if she's free Friday night and she says yes and he tells her that he'll send a car for her. He drops her back off at home to her apartment but she doesn't invite him inside when she opens the car door. So he grabs her by the nape of her neck, yanks her back and then starts making out with her. She tries to pull away but he grabs her again and she starts giving him these like crazy sloppy wet kisses like she's just like (laughs) (laughs) and he tells her that's how he wants her to kiss him all the time okay so is she doing it like ah this will deter him get him away from me she's just giving him what he wants yeah okay got you got you got you then we switch to blake's pov and it's friday night the night of the date she's thinking about how a surprising number of her clients want to be dommed and have her dirty panties shoved in their mouths which i just put gross yeah She doesn't know what Ramses wants, but she knows he's going to try to fuck with her in some way. She doesn't care how cute the little poached egg date was. She knows he only cares about himself. She gets ready and she starts thinking about Ramses again. I want to see Ramses naked. I've wanted it since the moment I saw his hands. I want to see the cock that matches those hands. (laughs) I saw it swelling down his trouser leg at the Belmont Stakes, coming alive like it could sense me, like it had a life of its own. His dick just pokes out of the zipper and is like, hey, nice to meet ya. You want (laughs) to sit on me? She starts thinking about the kiss they had in the car. My panties soaked like my water broke. Fuck, fuck, (laughs) fuck, fuck. Excuse me, what? (laughs) 
like my water broke. That's that's all just from her thinking about the kiss that they oh had. Gosh, just a water bottle full of her juices. <laughs> yeah, she's hella soaked. Hella, hella soaked. soaked. She texts him and tells him that she doesn't need a ride anymore. She'll meet him at his house at seven. So she takes a train to a woman named Tabitha's house. And Tabitha is this grumpy, no-nonsense old woman. Tabitha owns a brothel and took Blake under her wing. So she's like Blake's madam. Okay. Tabitha asks her why she looks like she put so much effort into her appearance for a date. And then she tells Tabitha that it's because she's seeing Ramsey's howl. And Tabitha's like, hmm, I'm impressed. Good job, young one. She tells Tabitha that she's attracted to Ramsey's. And Tabitha is wary and tells her that she made that mistake before and it cost her clients and two years of her life. She warns Blake that she needs to only give the men what they pay for or they'll take everything from her. Blake tells her that she's still keeping her rules, not to worry. We learn that the main rule Tabitha gave her when she started was never believe it's real. Never? She tells herself that she will never make that mistake again. Mm, I have a feeling she's going to. Blake gets to Ramsey's penthouse. He hasn't responded to her text, probably because she took an Uber instead of using his driver, but she doesn't want Ramsey's getting too comfortable giving her orders. The doorman shows her up to his penthouse and an elevator takes her up a glass tube and opens to what she calls a mansion in the sky with floor to ceiling windows with a panoramic city view. But she does not see Ramsey's anywhere. Hmm. That sounds so cool. She sees a large box on the coffee table with a note that says, this is what I want you to wear tonight. Mm. If you're as good as you say you are, you'll know how to behave. She opens it and sees that it's a transparent body stocking with no feet and fingerless gloves. Ah. (laughs) She puts it on in the closest bedroom and she thinks to herself that she almost feels naked, but there's more inside the box. Oh, what is in this fucking box? You're gonna tell us. Digging through the tissue, I find a pair of ears. Soft black fur set on a headband, studded with tiny teeth. I set the band in place, the teeth catching my bangs and pulling my hair straight back off my face. When I shake my head, tiny silver bells jingle behind the ears. I slip in front of the full-length mirror. A sleek black cat stares back at me. Are you kidding me? He's like, "Mm, I like that cat. You're gonna be a kitty for me. Meow. Mm, you have no idea. <laughs> She's a fucking cat. Meow. She says to herself that she fucking loves this suit. She's into She's it. Call her a fucking cat woman. She starts wandering around his apartment in the fucking cat suit. <laughs> she notices another smaller box on the table in the hallway. And there's a note that says, put this on and present yourself to me in the den. Inside the box is a collar made of pearls. Three layered strands, rich and smooth as cream. I lay it around my neck, fast the clasp. A flat gold tag glimmers against my breastbone. Minx. She loves the collar and the new nickname. She like she thinks to herself that she wants to prowl. <laughs> really getting into it. She just pounces around the house. <laughs> <laughs> Climbing on the couch. <laughs> <laughs> he just finds her at the top of the curtains. <laughs> and she's like... <laughs> She runs back to her purse and does a quick cat eye makeup look, which like skills. She's getting into it. (laughs) She's like, you want me to be a cat? I'm going to be a fucking cat. I just imagine Mac from It's Always Sunny. You guys don't watch It's Always Sunny. No. Is it when he does the makeup? Yeah, I do know what that is. Yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> so she goes down to the den. Ramses isn't in there, but there's a camera on a tripod and she feels like Ramses is watching her from a monitor somewhere. <laughs> she gets on the couch and starts stretching her body like a cat. No! <laughs> yes! He just yells at a speaker, ooh, big stretch. <laughs> <laughs> She rolls onto her back and starts to touch herself through the suit. I pretend it's Ramsey's heavy hand cupping my cunt. I imagine his thick fingers grazing the nub of my clit, sliding back and forth, teasing, pressing, my hips bump upward, the sunshine making my hand so much warmer than it normally is, warm like a man's hand, warm like a mouth, wet and melting. <sighs> She's ready for it. Yes, she is. Apparently, she comes immediately. Damn. She continues to touch herself when she hears the elevator chime and Ramses walks into the den. He walks over to her and starts stroking her along her spine like he's petting a cat. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so fucking excited for this episode. (laughs) She starts to nuzzle her face into his thigh like No. She's like (laughs) She starts purring. No! Yeah. And he tells her that she's a good girl and he likes it when she purrs for him. <laughs> she's loving all of this. Oh, God. <laughs> Is this what you're expecting? No. <laughs> nope. I Me either. I read this part before Charlotte did it and I texted her and I was like, I need you to catch up to me right now. God. He leaves the room and five minutes later walks past the door to the den with a cup of ice cubes and she hears him sit on another couch in the next room over. So she walks into the room and he's in gray sweatpants. Slut. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking whore. And a baseball shirt and he's reading reports on the couch and ignoring her. She starts walking around the room with her back arched and her tits out ass flexed, which I pictured and is hilarious. Yeah. (laughs) She's walking while doing this. She does three laps around the room and then she starts to roll around on the rug. No. (laughs) Stop. (laughs) She sees Ramsey stop reading and glance over at her and she rolls onto her back and lifts her foot to rub it over his crotch and he's hard as a rock and she gets up and lays on his papers <laughs> like cats do <laughs> I mean she is a cat he tells her to relax and she lays her head on his lap he's like please stop <laughs> no he means like just relax oh okay and he was like okay you can relax now <laughs> calm the fuck down <laughs> you're not an actual cat he's pretending to read his reports and she rolls over to her side so she's facing his dick and runs her fingernails along it. He grabs her hand and says, you want attention? And she smiles and thinks to herself that she likes being a cat because cats are assholes. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) He gets up and puts Mac Miller on and (laughs) pours himself a drink. He sits back down and she tries to pull his dick out, but he stops her. He dips a finger into his drink and lets her lick it off the tip of his fingers like a cat Uh. she's so into it that she starts whimpering and he grabs her and kisses her and they start making out and she starts kissing him all gross and messy the way he likes it and then she licks his cheek She starts grinding herself onto his lap and tries to pull his pants down, but he stops her again, and she growls and bites his lip. (laughs) 
He grabs her by the throat and pins her down with his arm so she's laying across his lap and tells her to knock it off. He strokes his hand down my body, looking deep in my eyes. Are you here for me? I gaze up at him, giving the smallest of nods. You want to please me? Yes. You want to make me happy? Yes. Then I want you to come for me as many times as you can. (sighs) So he slaps her in the face. (laughs) (laughs) He just fucking takes her out. (laughs) He's like cold cocks her. (laughs) (laughs) Just wrestles her to the ground. (laughs) Starts beating the shit out of her. (laughs) And he tells her to look at him. He starts running his hand up and down her torso, playing with her breasts and her nipples, and she's just making eye contact constantly with him. And then he starts to massage her thighs. Ramses knows what I want. He lets his warm palm pass across my mound. Amused when I groan and try to press against his hand. He trails his fingers up and down the cleft between my pussy lips, feeling the wetness soaking through the suit. Good kitty. You like to be touched. (gasps) Meow. Meow, meow. He runs his finger lightly over her clit and she says that she's rabid for his touch. Like a cat. Like a rabid cat. He pushes against her entrance and the material of the suit goes inside of her because she's still wearing this full body stocking. Okay. She starts humping his hand and she's getting really close. So he rips the suit open at the crotch, licks his fingers and presses them into her clit and she comes immediately. Oh. He tells her that she's a good girl and that this is what he wants. After her orgasm subsides, he keeps touching her clit and it's like overly sensitive and almost painful. She can it to a bruise, which like, ow. Ow. Okay. Yeah, no. My skin is silk and oil, the folds swollen and aching. Ramses delves a finger inside me, uses the wetness to tease my clit until it's stiff and throbbing, until I dig my nails into his arm, clinging to him, whimpering. He puts a finger inside of her and starts to fuck her with it. He says, I plan to make you wait at least an hour, but the moment I saw you in that suit, he looks down at me, his smile sunshine on my skin. I I have never seen anything so tempting. I had to get here. I fucking ran. Hilarious. <laughs> he just runs room to room in his house. <laughs> Where is she? <laughs> she comes again, still staring at him because they're making eye contact this entire time. Creepy. Is that the hardest you can come? I thought you were the best. You can come harder than that. Yes, you can. Give it to me. I fucking want it. Show me how badly you want me. Show me what you'll do to please me. Fucking come. Just come already. Just calm. She already has. She comes again. She comes again. Good for her. She uh, compares it to a detonation blasting through her pussy. Okay. He tells her that he's satisfied now and she like randomly starts to cry. And then he cradles her like a baby and she starts crying even harder. And he strokes down her spine again and tells her that she did so well and that he's so proud of her. Okay. We switch to Ramsey's POV. He drives Blake home and she doesn't speak. And he likes that he felt like he had 100% control over her body. And then suddenly she breaks the silence and tells him that she's sorry and he says for what i got exactly what i wanted she asks him if crying is like a kink for him or something and he tells her no but he had her dress up like a cat because of her tattoo the one on the back yeah. of her ear okay he tells her that he wants to see her again and they agree on sunday and he tells her that he will be picking her up this time he's back home after he drops her off and he sees the suit on the bed in the guest room and he puts her collar back in the box he gets in the 
shower and starts to jack off. He comes all over his hand thinking about what they did that night and he goes to bed and prepares for a shitty night of sleep because I guess he's like a really bad sleeper. Okay. He passes out and he wakes up once in the middle of the night thinking about Blake. I sift through the images floating in my mind. Blake smiling up at me in her black cat ears. The shape of her pussy lips through the suit. Her sharp little nails scratching across my cock. (gasps) The shape of her pussy lips. (laughs) Her pussy lips. Her her little kitty cat lips. Just (laughs) smushed in the suit. Camel toe. That's all she's wearing. And it's translucent. He's like, I like that. That's hot. I just imagine myself in like a full body stocking and it's hilarious to me. I I I wouldn't feel sexy. (laughs) No, I'd feel lumpy. (laughs) I'd be like, hey, sure you want this? (laughs) (laughs) Just with your little fingerless gloves and bare feet. Yeah, no, I don't like that. He falls back into a deep sleep for the rest of the night, which I guess is very unusual for him because he's very like up and down throughout the night. Oh, same. You would hate that. I sleep. I don't. Do you? Oh, I'd be I sleeping. just struggle falling asleep. Nope. I close my eyes and then I'm just. That must be I so wake nice. up and it's the next day. It's pretty nice. That would be so nice. Yeah. It is nice. Good. I'm really happy for you. Yeah. <laughs> Sucks to be you guys. It does. You know, it does. But thank you. You sound Can't really relate. concerned. <laughs> <laughs> The next morning, he calls his financial advisor contact. We find out that Blake had $12.7 million in the bank when he sent her that $3 million. So she's How does he loaded. know that? Because he has someone that can get into her account. Yeah, which is not legal. Also, he's a billionaire. Yeah. Oh, God. He knows that she was a foster kid who went to juvie because Briggs ran that background check on her. Mm-hmm. And the guy tells Ramses that now, all of a sudden, she has twenty four point. $2 million in her bank account. So in like less than a week, she went from $12.7 million to $24.2 million. Holy fuck. And they see a transfer of $20 million from a brokerage account that was immediately transferred to a Swiss bank account. What is she doing? She's up to something. He figures out that she made money from Keller's company crashing. So you remember how she was looking and saw that his company's stock had like plummeted? And she was like, Mm -hmm. so she made money off that a lot. Holy shit. She's doing insider trading and he's like really into it. Like he's like, that's fucking hot. Bitch knows her shit. (laughs) She's committing a federal offense and I love it. (laughs) I love a criminal. It's Sunday now and he picks Blake up and she's wearing a fancy casual outfit. He gets out of the car and she tries to walk past him, but he grabs her and tells her to never walk past him without kissing him. How dare you? She gives him one of those nasty kisses he likes and he tells her that they're going shopping on the drive he brings up anthony and mentions that he knows about the insider trading and she tells him not to tell anybody nobody knows about her swiss bank account she tells him that she has 67 million dollars and her goal is a hundred million dollars yeah okay they bond over when they made their first million and other rich people shit like i wish i could bond with someone over when i made my first million dollars yeah fuck no yeah i'm just a poor bitch (laughs) she uses her clients to get information on trading and then gets rich from using that information. So that's why she's an escort for all these high-paid like financial men. Good for her. 
because they tell her shit she shouldn't know. She's smart. Good for her. She tells him when she hits her goal that she's buying a castle. She really wants a castle. <laughs> they pull up to the place where Ramses gets his suits and he tells her that he doesn't like trying stuff on. So he makes her try on the shirts and suits that he wants to buy so he can see if he likes the color. She tries a bunch on and when she comes out in a pinstriped suit with nothing underneath, he grabs her to him and starts playing with her boobs. And then she gives him one of those nasty gross kisses again. Cute. The men's pants are loose on her. It's easy to slip my hand down the waistband and find the heat of her cunt. Her silken panties cling to her pussy lips. I hook my finger in the gusset, pulling gently on the thin material, rubbing it lightly across her clit. Blake groans and her mouth opens a little more. I dip my middle finger inside of her. It slips right in. She's soaking. I push my tongue in her mouth as I press my finger deeper. She sucks gently on my tongue like it's a cock. <laughs> what? <laughs> I push it in and out of her mouth at the same pace as my finger. Her inside walls... <laughs> Her inside walls squeeze while her tongue massages mine. Her hips rock and she grips tight all the way around. My cock is dying to replace that finger. I pull it out of her and bring her wetness to my lips. Her pussy is fragrant as coffee. A thousand layers of rich and heady scent. I kiss her so she can taste it too. Coffee? She got coffee pussy. <laughs> yeah, what, the, what a weird... Also, oh, I don't wait. know what it is about the word gusset, but I hate it. What I know is- it's like not... It's like the part of the underwear that like covers your vagina. Oh yeah. So he like hooked his finger gusset. in that and then like use it. The word to... gusset is just gross. Gusset. 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 She picks out a bunch of outfits for him and they spend like a shit ton of money because obviously they can afford it. He takes her to a fancy steakhouse and she waves to an old client and a friend who's out with a married senator. So like another escort friend. When they get to their table, all of a sudden Desmond comes up to say hi. Remember Desmond is the one that gave her the nickname Lucky Whore? Yes, 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 mm-hmm. yes. Yeah, his previous client. Ramses can see panic all over Blake's face. Desmond looks at Ramses and tells him he didn't think he was the type to share, and Ramses wants to punch him in his smarmy little face. Yeah. Love that word. Love smarmy. it. Smarmy. Smarmy? Yeah. Fucking smarmy little bitch. <laughs> I would love to say that to someone. Say it. I hope you get to one day. Yeah. That's the dream. You want to hear the ultimate insult, though? Yes. So you run into someone that you don't like. No matter what they're wearing, you act like you're, like, super nice and sweet to them. And then you just say, oh, my God, I love your pajamas. Where did you get them? <laughs> your pajamas? Oh, my God. I would cry if someone said that to me. <laughs> <laughs> you just think you look really nice. And someone's like, where did you get those pajamas? They're so cute. I'd be like, oh, my God. This is the most expensive outfit I own. <laughs> <laughs> We learn that Desmond is some rich Nepo baby in finance. So he has the only company in the game that's doing better than Ramsey's. But he was born with like a silver spoon in his mouth. So he didn't really work that hard to get what he has. Right. He makes a comment to Ramsey's about how his business is doing so much better than Ramsey's is. And to come back to him in a decade or so to talk about performance. Mm. Gross. Shut up. Desmond? What kind of name is Desmond? Blake's calm voice cuts across me. Based on my experience, Desmond, in another 10 years, you won't be able to perform at all. Desmond's mouth puckers up like an anus. My (laughs) laugh is a hell of a lot more genuine than his. That true, Des? They gonna have to add ED to your family crest? Which, like, burn. Sick burn. Burn. Desmond gets close to Blake and tells her that he should ask his neighbors how much she enjoys their 
their time together because they heard it all. Okay. <laughs> Ramses is furious and tells him to leave. He tells Ramses that he hopes he finds out what Blake is really like. And when he's gone, Ramses asks Blake if she used to love Desmond. And she says she thought she did, but shuts down any further questions. They start flirting and Ramses decides to get the food to go so they can get down to business. They get back to his penthouse where he has a brand new cat suit laid out. Oh, <laughs> she ch- she changes into it immediately and of course she also puts on her collar minx is hungry and she's about to be fed <laughs> i open the fridge door pulling out a carton of cream <laughs> her little pink tongue pokes out running across her lips i pour the cream into a saucer and carry it one-handed with my other arm i scoop her up and carry her like a cat <laughs> Elbow hooked under her ass, her legs tucked against my body. Come on, minxy girl. It shocks her how easily I pick her up. She stiffens but then sinks in, head nuzzled against my chest, her adorable fuzzy ears tickling my chin. Don't worry, it gets worse. What? No. (laughs) He gives her cream? (laughs) He's gonna give her cream. (laughs) He puts her down on the rug and dips his fingers into the cream and she licks it off sucking his fingers. He tells her that she's a greedy girl and he kisses her and she licks and laps at his lips like a little kitten. Oh God. (laughs) He's hella hard. He tells her to sit back. She sits neatly on her heels. Her pose is obedient, but her eyes watch my zipper like a cat at a mouse hole. Whatever comes out is about to get devoured. My cock leaps into my hand. (laughs) Just jumps out of his pants. (laughs) Hey! Rising like warm bread. I grip it beneath the head and dip the tip in the saucer. Oh my god. (laughs) Mink's eyes widen and her lips part as she gazes up at my cock, dripping with cream. A fat white droplet hangs suspended from the head. It falls in slow motion, landing on the flat of her tongue. Mink's closes her eyes and swallows. I touch my cream-soaked cock to her lips. She mouths the head, sucking it softly like a popsicle. (sighs) Oh... Goodness gracious. She's trying to touch his dick, but the fingerless gloves get in the way, so he runs and gets scissors and then just cuts the gloves off. (laughs) Minx pounces on my cock, seizing the shaft and sliding her hand down hard until it catches under the head. There she squeezes it as tight as she can, pulling until my cock points straight down. (laughs) What? She's like, yeah, you like this? <laughs> Why? Why would that be something that you would do? <laughs> Imagine if I did that to Zach, I think he would just reflexively punch me and knock me out. Know. <laughs> He'd just like push your head away really forcefully. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. I don't think I would get past the squeezing part <laughs> before he punched me. She's literally like a vice grip on his dick. As hard as she can, she's squeezing it and then she just pulls it down. She's like, I'm gonna pop it. (laughs) It feels like all the blood in my body is being forced down into my cock until it throbs like a drum. Her fingers locked in a vise grip beneath the head. Her other hand slips into my pants to cut my balls. Jesus. My knees begin to shake, heels stuttering against the floor. Minx grins. She clamps her mouth around my cock, moving her hand up and down the shaft while gently jostling my balls. (laughs) The effect is a bit like chucking men toes and a bottle of diet coke my cum starts boiling what the fuck (laughs) 
I love this book. I like so much of the time I was reading this book, I was picturing what your face would be like <laughs> reading the stuff we picked out, and I was like, fuck yeah. <laughs> I'm excited. Hell yeah. Yeah, what the fuck was that? So for some reason he loves this. And so he dribbles some cream down his shaft to land on her tongue. Cause remember his dick is pointing down. Because she's yanking it. (laughs) Jesus, fuck. She grabs his dick and dunks it in the saucer and starts to lick it off. (laughs) No. And then he starts fucking her throat. Throats warm up just like pussies do. (sighs) Turning soft and swollen and receptive. The longer I fuck her mouth, the more her saliva thickens. The head of my cock slides deeper. The milk fat makes her tongue slippery. (laughs) (laughs) Warmth spurts from my cock, mixing with the cream. Oh, fuck. Gross. (laughs) He tells her to wait, and he leans down to rip open the crotch of her cat suit. Just rips it. Jesus. Rub your pussy while you suck my cock. Minx sits back on her heels, knees butterflied apart to expose the little nub of her clit. (laughs) Just, I... I know you hate nubs, so I highlighted it. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) I have no words. I grab her by the back of the head and feed my cock deep into her mouth the head hits the back of her throat pounding into the pocket just like a pussy what (laughs) her throat is warm and spongy her eyelids flutter as she moans around each stroke her rubbing her slit hard enough to start a fire her grip around my shaft is still so tight that even though my cock throbs like a volcano my cum is trapped in my balls raging boiling He's like, I can't come. I spurt into her mouth, hot and molten. She locks her lips around the head, sucking until black sparks drown the wall of windows, until all I can see is the explosion in my brain. She lifts her head, cream running down her chin. My cock stands up like an exclamation point. I grab her and pull her down onto my lap, impaling her on my cock before it can go soft. I spasm inside her, thrusting upward into a pussy even warmer and wetter than her mouth. Speechless. What are your thoughts? He impales her before her his cock can go soft. So he just like gives her one one little thrust, and then he's like, "Okay, it's soft mm-hmm. now, mm-hmm. but it's still okay. in her. Yeah, it's still there." Okay. 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 She falls back with his soft dick still inside of her, and then he pushes his thumb against her clit. She lets out a long cry with my cock rammed deep inside her. The head pressed tight against her back wall. Ah! 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 <laughs> she came back. She came because I told her to. I might be a god. Oh my god. (laughs) You're the most beautiful kitty I've ever seen. You're so pretty. You're so soft. Minx groans, eyelids fluttering as her head lulls against my knees. Her body is warm and limp. My cock is halfway hard inside her, soaking in my own melting cum. Her clit is the most delicate thing I've ever touched. It's soft and springy beneath the ball of my thumb. (laughs) Soft and springy? He tells her that the first time he called her and she hung up on him, he went and jerked off. And then he starts getting hard again inside of her. He moves it a little and continues to touch her clit. And he tells her he loves what a good girl she's being. And then she comes again. Good for her. Get it, girl. He lifts her off and wraps her in a blanket and lays her on the couch with her head on his lap. And then he starts to pet her. She asks if she can talk yet. And he takes her collar off and says now she can. I guess she's not allowed to talk when she's wearing the collar because she's got to be a kitty. Yeah, I got to be a cat. Cats don't talk. He's like, I want to act like I'm fucking a real cat. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
<laughs> don't talk. <laughs> Just meow. I know you like to roam, little kitty. I don't ask where you go, but only I can touch you like this. You're never going to have a better time than here with me. She likes to roam. She's an outdoor cat. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, you are an outside kitty. You feral bitch. <laughs> feral ass bitch. Now he's hard again. <sighs> Which like, how, how? How did they, how do these men's dicks just get right back up? I don't know. I don't understand. A miracle. A miracle from God. Wearing the suit makes me feel everything so much more. When I'm acting like a cat, I feel things like cat. <laughs> <laughs> The sun feels extra warm. The couch is extra soft. You seem bigger, stronger, like an ogre almost. <laughs> it's so intense. Your hands on my body, she shivers. It takes me over. <sighs> what? <laughs> I stroke my hand down her back, wanting to keep her in this half-glazed state of honesty. What else did you like? The cream. Her tongue darts out, <laughs> touching her lips. It was like I had to have it. The way it tasted and the way you tasted mixed with it. Salty sweet. <laughs> She's like, oh my god, I think I want to be a real cat. I think I found my calling. So he puts on Age of Ultron, which like, great movie. And in my notes, I just put Rest in Peace Vision. I've never seen it. No? I've seen it. It was you know, one of my favorites. I'm a superhero gal. <sighs> Whatever. Vision dying was very sad, but spoiler didn't alert. make me that sad. I'm just kidding. <laughs> he scratches her behind her cat ears and she falls asleep. He wakes her up at 1 a.m. because one of her rules was no sleepovers. And they heat up the food that they never ate. And then they watch the next Avengers movie. That's the one where Vision dies. Rest in peace, Vision. And they fuck after the movie. And he drives her home. Before she gets out of the car, he tells her that he wants to take her to Bali now next weekend, but she says she can't. She's booked. She kisses him quickly and walks to her door. We switch to Blake's POV. She keeps asking herself what the fuck she's doing. She broke her rule when she fell asleep there, and she lied to Ramses about having plans that weekend. She only has one remaining client, Lucas, the guy who likes his dick stepped on. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. But she doesn't see him much because they have a very specific arrangement, which we will find out about later. Oh, God. Yeah. She thinks to herself that maybe she should get a cat. <laughs> the next day, Ramses hasn't contacted her at all, and she goes out to dinner with a friend named Magda, who also works for Tabitha. Magda asks her about Ramses, and Blake tells her the sex is so good. Magda asks what Ramses is into, and Blake tells her about the cat thing, and Magna's like, you kinky bitch. <laughs> Truly. Which is honestly Truly. a pretty mild reaction. Yeah. Magda was, like, not phased at all. She's like, oh, okay. No. Like, cool. You're a little kinky. Imagine if I came to you guys. And I told you that this is what I like to do. Um, you kinky bitch. I would laugh a little bit and then I'd be like, okay. Yeah. Explain <laughs> explain more because I need to like wrap my brain around this. I wouldn't allow you to be around my cat probably. <laughs> <laughs> no. Two days later, she's at Lucas's house and he's completely naked, licking her toes and calling her mistress. Lucas is drenching my foot with his tongue. His <laughs> cock leaking cum in a long, thin strand like a spider's thumb thread. Ew. <laughs> I don't know why, but that's gross. That's why I made you read it. <laughs> he licks his way up her leg, and when he misses her knee, she whips him on the ass. So she's, like, got a whip. Ooh. She's just beating the shit out of him. 
<laughs> I would too. <laughs> she tells him to bring her phone over and makes him put it in his mouth and crawl back like a dog. I sit back on the couch, spreading my legs, eat my pussy while I shop for clothes. <laughs> okay, girl. She shops online using his credit card because he's one of the rich finance guys too. Okay. Lucas isn't very good at oral. Right now, it feels like he's trying to sand my clit off with his tongue. <laughs> Gentle, I snap, whipping him smartly with the writing crop. Sorry, mistress. Lucas mumbles into my pussy. He calms down for a minute, but not for long. He really is like a dog, humping and slobbering. Ew, God. Yeah. Gross. So while she's scrolling, doing her online shopping, Ramses calls her, and she's like, she fully answers it while Lucas is still eating her out. <laughs> he asks her what she's doing and she's like, do you really want to know what I'm doing right now? He asks if it's something that would make him jealous and she says extremely. He calls her a bad girl and says she's going to be punished. And then he asks her if she's free tomorrow night. And she says yes, and they make plans and get off the phone. Lucas lifts his head and asks if that was Ramsey's, but she shoves his head back down and tells him to get back to work. Yeah. Two hours later, it's midnight, and Lucas and Blake's session is over, and she walks home thinking about Ramsey's. When she gets to her apartment, she decides to text him, and she asks what he's planning for tomorrow, and he responds and tells her not to be scared. And then she's like, why are you still awake? He responds and says he's always up this late and asks if she She's home and she says she's just getting undressed. He tells her that it's technically tomorrow, so she should come over and do that at his house. And she immediately does. She runs immediately. over. I knew it. I knew she would. We switch to Ramsey's POV. It's the next morning and he's at work with Briggs who wants to know why he's so happy. And he just starts thinking to himself. Because last night Blake mewed like a kitten while she rode my cock and it made me explode like Vesuvius. There it is. Instead, he tells Briggs that he's in a good mood because it's a nice morning. Duh. (laughs) When his assistant comes in and starts telling him about his messages, he starts thinking about last night with Blake. She wore some strappy black leather thing that didn't cover her tits. She gave herself a bath for the first 10 minutes, licking her arms, (laughs) washing her face. I was so hard my cock could have punched through my pants. Her eyes were glittering like there was no Blake, only minks. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm just picturing his penis just being like, poof, (laughs) right through the pants. (laughs) I see you. Uh, So his secretary, the one that's telling him his messages, lets him know that there's an invitation to Desmond's investment company's annual party. And Ramsey says he'll be there and he's bringing a date. Get it. That night he picks up Blake because they have plans and he won't tell her what they're doing. And then he pulls up to this like billionaire traders club. It's like an investment club. So like all the rich investment guys walk around and they're like, how are your numbers? No. (laughs) How are your numbers? (laughs) Inside, he shows her around and introduces her to all of his colleagues. Briggs comes up and asks her if she has any hot friends he can take to Desmond's party. And she says she might know someone. Ramses pulls her away and she tells him she's definitely not going to Desmond's party. They get into like this little spat because he tells her he paid her $150,000 annual fee to be a part of this club. And she's pissed off because she didn't want anybody to know that she was investing because she's doing all of this like sneakily. Yeah. Yeah. He tells her that this is a good opportunity, but she doesn't care. And he tells her that he has 10 years of experience on her and she doesn't know everything she needs to know. She's not on his level. Not 
not even close. She tells him that she'll take the membership, but she's not dropping any of her other clients. She tells him she picked up a third client. And he's like, I think you're lying. I'm calling you a bluff. He grabs her hand and drags her out of the party. And as soon as they get to the elevator, he jumps on her. He slams her into the wall and rips her skirt up. She rips it even more so they can pull it like all the way up. He pulls her panties to the side and she undoes his pants. They fuck angrily as the elevator goes down all 30 floors. They finish right as the door opens at the bottom floor and Ramsey's sworn enemy, someone named Halston Reeves, is standing there. He looks at both of them and says, you really are just an animal, aren't you, Ramses? And Ramses laughs, grabs Blake's hand, and says, you got that right, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll learn who this man is later. Yeah. Okay. We switch to Blake's POV. She lied. There is no third client, but she decides that she needs to get one. She calls up this middle-aged guy named Sean Martin, who's on her wait list. Desmond is texting her and sending her flowers after seeing her with Ramses, but she's ignoring everything. The next week, she's on a date with Sean, her new client, at a hospital gala pretending to be a hospital administrator. So Sean is in medical devices, not in finance. Okay. And he seems like a nice guy. He does. I thought he seemed fairly sweet. Yeah. She sees a sign that says Ramsey's company is sponsoring the event and looks around, but she doesn't see him anywhere. And then Sean starts crying about his dead wife who died scuba diving in the Maldives. So he's like a widower yeah. and he's like, oh my God. <laughs> and she's like, I gotta go to the bathroom. He's like, and now I'm paying an escort. <laughs> She sits in the stall because she's so bored and doesn't want to go home with Sean. And when she walks out, she immediately runs into Ramses, who asks what the fuck she's doing here. He figures out that she did hire a third client and he's fucking pissed. Sean walks up saying he came to check on her because he was worried. And she goes to introduce the two men, but she turns and Ramses is just gone. They get shitty drunk together, but at the end of the night, he tells her he's not ready yet and she goes home. So he's like, I can't do this. Yeah. I'm too sad. Oh, poor guy. She wakes up hungover and she decides to check her accounts and sees her account dropped by $6 million. <gasps> so some company that she invested in tanked and somehow she knows that Ramses is behind this and she's fucking pissed. I would be too. What a dick. Yeah. yeah. Don't mess with bitches money. We switch to Ramses POV. And Blake storms into his office, calling him a jealous little bitch. She tells him that he sabotaged her investment because she took another client. And he's like, yeah, damn right I did. And he tells her to take this as a lesson and that he could ruin her if she really makes him angry. Rude. Okay, ew. He tells her he'll make her a deal, drop all her clients, and he'll help her get to her goal of $100 million. And she tells him that she'll get rid of Sean because, like, it already didn't work out. So. Yeah. Right. But she's keeping Luke. He agrees, but says she has to go to the Hamptons with him. And she says, fine, but she wants her $6 million back. And he tells her that she'll make a fuck of a lot more if she listens to him. A week goes by and Ramses is killing it at work. And every night he goes home to Blake in her little cat suit. He comes home and notices that she isn't feeling well. And she tells him that she's about to start her period. He runs her a bath and gives her a back massage for the cramps. I set her heel on the rim of the tub and lift her other leg, opening her thighs revealing the gorgeous cunt in between. <laughs> Her little kitty is the prettiest pussy I've seen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. 
<laughs> Dark on the outside, pink on the inner folds. Her clit is the size of the tip of my pinky and pokes up from under the hood. <laughs> I tease my thumb across it, making it swell in the shimmering steam rising off the water. I massage her pussy with my hand, my fingers warm and wet from the water. Her wetness is slippery like oil. I rub it all around her lips and labia and in circles on her clit, stroking upward with my thumb, mimicking the motion when she grinds on me. Her legs are wide, knees hooked over the rim of the tub. I pull the faucet over so the water flows directly onto her spread pussy. She gasps and turns the heat down a degree or two. Then she leans back, letting the water pour down over her clit. The water's just like scalding hot and she's like, <laughs> So he tells her to use the water and nothing else and she comes as he puts a finger inside of her. He calls her a good kitty and gets in the tub with her and she straddles him and he starts to fuck her. I let out a sound as I slip into something hotter than the water. Something that clamps around me and squeezes my cock all the way up. Even around the head. I don't know why men ever talk shit on promiscuous women. They know how to ride. <laughs> her muscles inside are strong like a hand. <laughs> <laughs> There's actually just a hand inside of her that's, like, gripping it. It's like teeth, but hand. Yeah. yeah. Warm and wet like a mouth, she milks me with her pussy, each stroke so intense that I struggle to control myself like I never have before. So he comes, and she comes with him, and he tells her he worships her, like the pharaohs worship cats. Because his name's Ramses. Yeah. He decides to show her all of his portfolios, something he's never done before. He tells her some of his business secrets and strategies, and he tells her that he thinks she's going to be big in the game like he is, and she grins. She confides in him that she didn't talk until she was five, but has always been good with numbers. Her foster family used to call her the R slur. Oh, yeah. That's it's sad. It is sad. She tells him that she's not good in social situations, and she just practices and pretends to be comfortable. He tells her that he's sorry that she went through that and he thinks she's brilliant and that he admires her and she gets all teary-eyed and says thank you giving him a deep kiss we're in blake's pov she thinks about how looking at ramsey's books are literally better than any fantasy she could have made up about it it's like her wet dream is looking at all his financial stuff <laughs> okay <laughs> yeah i don't understand <laughs> she also admits he is right and knows a lot more than she does about it and in return for his help she tells him everything that she's learned about the companies that they both follow and the clients she's taken for those companies so she's like you are giving me this i'm gonna give you all the details about that she's thinking about all how all the finance talk is when she gets up and she realizes that she got her period all over his house. Oh, God. So no. remember when she was coming over, she's like, I I'm going to start my period. I don't feel good. He's like, take a bath, babe. Don't you worry. And then he like finger bangs her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there's there's blood all over his couch now. Like something's going to happen. Yeah. Ramses barely looks at the blood and tells her to get back into the bath. And he's like, it's not a big deal. And then he tells her, you think blood turns me off? Think again. I like anything that comes out of you. All right. All right, <laughs> Ramses. And he scoops her up. And instead of taking her to the bath, he drops her on the bed. And she's like, dude, your sheets are fucking white. Like, what are you doing? And he says that he only cares about if she feels good. And he proceeds to finger her and eat her out and asks if it hurts. <gasps> oh, my God. She says no, and he continues. Oh, my God. She comes, but he doesn't stop, even though his fingers and his hands are red and oh soaked my in blood. God. 
Wait, what is, isn't there a name for giving? Red Wings. There we go. Yep. Thank you. He got and he's wings. not shy. I'm sure he already him. had them. Good. Yeah, it doesn't him. sound like it was his first rodeo. What about like the blood clots? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so it was like the very first day. He's just like. <laughs> 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 just stringy pieces of uterine lining. Just like chew them. <laughs> <laughs> Charlotte <laughs> I didn't bring bomb. it up you brought it up <laughs> I did I did <laughs> I want to actually know is do any of our listeners have an experience where a man has done that to them and what do they do with the blood clots like do they keep going do they power through ew do they just say yum yum exactly yum yum squeamish I'm out of commission for those five days <laughs> yeah you will Andrew? not touch me oh yeah no Andrew would never never he then proceeds to have sex with her until she forgets about her cramps and being embarrassed. Fucked the cramps right out of her. Just fucked them right out. He did. Later that evening, they're cuddled up and he asks her to go to a special event with him and he's nervous and sounds unsure of himself. So she's like, what is this event? Because he's never nervous. He's always confident. And the event is he built a school to replace the one that he went to, but the school doesn't have like all the best stuff. So it has like the best teachers and everything like that, but like outdated classrooms and stuff. So he's going to help raise money cutie. I know. That's very nice. He wants to show the kids where he came from, where he grew up as a person, and how he met Briggs, and how he's so like financially better and mentally better after his experience at that school. And she's like, that's hot. And then they have sex. <laughs> she's like, wow, you care about children. That's so hot. The next day, she visits Tabitha again, and Tabitha senses that she's falling for a client and tells her that she's pretty much a fucking idiot. And that was like their number one rule is you don't do that again. Again. And she tries to tell Tabitha that it, he isn't like Desmond, but Tabitha's like, all men are the same. So he's not like the other guys. He's, he's not. Different. He's special. He's different. Blake is getting low-key frustrated with Tabitha, but tries to remember that she's old and alone and she's still one of her good friends and almost like a mother figure. So she stays and makes her lunch. And I guess she always buys like groceries to bring him over because Tabitha literally just chain smokes out in the alley. She doesn't like actually take care of herself. Oh, That's going to be God. me as an old lady. <laughs> yeah. With your vape. Hell yeah. She's getting ready for Ramsey's special event and wants to look extra nice for the speech at the school. And when he picks her up, he's wearing the burgundy tux that she picked out for him when they had their like little finger bang sesh at the tailor's place. Or oh, she yeah. tried on his suit for him. Yeah. That's <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> yeah. She mentions that blue is his color, but this deep red makes him look like an emperor, which is kind of fitting since his name's Ramsey's. They get to the school and it's like packed. There's hundreds hundreds of people like including all the kids that go to the school briggs is also there and she mentions that he actually looks handsome when he's not talking because apparently he has the worst new york accent ever like it's super thick you can barely understand him i'm walking over here (laughs) i'm walking over here as long as he's not talking he's hot i guess (laughs) he asks if blake has picked him a date for the hamptons weekend and she says yes so she recruited magda for him that's that other escort that is under Tabitha's wing as well. Briggs leaves to take a call and in that moment a feminine voice calls out Ramsey's name and he immediately goes super uncomfortable, super rigid and she turns to look around 
and an elegant blonde woman appears with a hatchet-faced man who looks familiar to Blake. What's a hatchet-faced man? I don't know. I was just about to ask you. Like, he looks like tough. Looks like he got hit in the face with a hatchet. hatchet. So he's oh. just deformed. Ugly as fuck. <laughs> oh <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> you know who I think has a hatchet face? Who? This is going to get a lot of people angry. Robert Let's Pattinson. Let's get him rowdy. <gasps> <gasps> I'm angry. I'm I mean, upset. Edward. Oh my God. I am okay. team Edward, but he looks like he got hit in the face with a frying pan. No. <laughs> he does. No. <laughs> he does. I will die on this hill. <laughs> He's like, ugly hot. This is also going to get a lot of stuff, but I'm Team Jacob. Are you? God, Shelby. <laughs> Until the Renesmee thing, then I was like, no. Nah. Yeah, he wanted to fuck a baby. <laughs> yeah, I liked him up until that point. Did you guys ever hear that song Robert Pattinson did where it's like, <laughs> Yeah, that was my shit. Honestly, it's good. Did you know that Ryan Gosling has a band too? No, he doesn't. It's called Dead Man's Bones. Check it out. It's really good. <gasps> Is it? It's really good. Are you lying? How would I make that up off the top of my head? <laughs> You're pretty witty. <laughs> no, but it's called Dead Man's Bones and it's really good. Okay. I'm going to look it up. Is he the singer? Yeah. Oh my fucking God. It's all like spooky, like Halloween-y type music. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, okay. I'll look it up. You hear that, guys? Go fucking listen to that. This episode's dedicated to Ryan Gosling. Not Robert Pattinson. And not Robert Pattinson. <laughs> no, also Sorry, Robert Riley. Pattinson. Also him. <laughs> he's ugly hot, I'll admit it. Okay, who? Yeah, he's yeah. okay. That's how I kind of feel about Posty. Post Malone? Yeah. He's like ugly hot, bum hot. That's how Pete Davidson is. Pete Davidson yeah. is like the definition yes. of ugly hot. Oh, 100%. He looks like he's dying, but Love so it. hot. He looks like he needs a nap. <laughs> I just called a dozer. A hot guy that looks like he's sleepy. Dozer. <laughs> All right. Never heard that before. Well, that's what it's called. You teach me something new every time. I swear. <laughs> Blake realizes that the man with the blonde woman is the one who caught them after the elevator bang sesh. So you remember how he's like, you really are an animal to Ramsey's. And he's like, that's right, motherfucker. It's like oh, his yeah. Enemy. That's right. That's right. The blonde woman says, I'm so proud of you, son. So we finally meet Ramsey's mom. Oh. Yeah. She wants to know who Blake is. And Ramsey's is like, that's my girlfriend. <gasps> he put a label on it. She's probably like. Oh on his escort. <laughs> what are we? <laughs> Ramsey's calmly tells his mom that he did not invite her. And he tells his mom to fuck off and walks away with Blake. Oh, my God. Blake asks why his mom is here. And he says for attention and probably to try to make up with him. And she's like, what did your mom do? But Ramsey's is like visibly upset. He's so mad that he's shaking. So she pulls him to the side to see if he's okay. And he's like, no, I'm not okay. He tells her that his mom left left him and his dad for another richer and better man. And apparently his dad, trigger warning listeners, his dad killed himself on his mom's wedding day to her new husband. Oh my God. She holds him close and she tells him that she's sorry and asks who the old dude was with his mom. And he says that is Halston Reeves. He runs Oakmont, which is another firm, and he is rich, rich. And is that the guy? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. They go back to the crowd and she takes her seat in the front row so he, next to Briggs so he can make his speech. And he goes to start his speech when his mom calls out loudly so proud of you ramses and he like crumples his notes in his hand and is like mad but blake is here to save the day she distracts him and the only way she can distract him <laughs> she uncrosses her legs showing him that she is not wearing any panties 
and it's only a one second flash, but he like snaps out of it and he like is cheesing hard. They're at a school. Yeah, they're surrounded by kids. And also, what'd she do? Like lift up her dress? Like, <laughs> look. Yeah. She like uncrossed her legs <laughs> and like kept them spread for a second and then put her leg back down. <laughs> That is so inappropriate. So is he like sitting across from her? Yeah, so he's up on the stage and she's sitting like front row. Is there anyone else up on the stage? I fucking hope not. I hope not either, but Briggs is sitting right next to her. Well, he wouldn't be able to see. No, but he for sure knows. Yeah. Let's be honest. Yeah, she just spreads legs. She's like, <laughs> like just getting air. Just getting air. <laughs> <laughs> it's hot. It's got swamp pussy. Also, why wouldn't you wear underwear to like a school event? What do you mean? I never, I never wear underwear. Never ever. Oh, but like, don't flash your pussy at a school event. Well, n- yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> he gives his speech and it's amazing and heartwarming and all the warm, fuzzy feelings inside of her are like, oh my God, he's so hot. We switch to Ramsey's POV and a good amount of time has passed and they're practically dating and she stayed over two more times. She's breaking all her rules right now. And he mentally notes that he wants their relationship to be real. He's like, I want it to be real. I want her to be my actual girl friend like how do I make this happen he's waiting outside of her apartment to take her on a date but she texts him and says she's running late so he can come upstairs and this is the first time that he's seen her apartment (gasps) he goes upstairs and he's looking around her space and he notes that everything is very clean very sleek nothing is out of place there's no personal items so no pictures no memorabilia nothing like that but he does notice that she has a wild wall of plants and he tells her that he thought she would have a cat And she says that she's been thinking about getting one. And he says, you should. It's amazing. Ew. Okay, Shane Dawson. (laughs) She also has a huge book wall on the opposite side of the plant wall that requires a rolling ladder to reach the top. And I was like, that's nice. That is so cool. Uh So cute. Again, he notices even on the bookshelves, no pictures, no sentimental items. But there's a couple pieces of art on the wall and one catches his eye. And it's a painting of a sex worker. And apparently it's like a really beautiful, famous painting. And she tells him that the line between sex work and work is blurry for women. And he wants to know when she crossed that line. And she said she was 13 years old. He was not expecting this answer and his stomach turns really queasy. And she tells him not to pity her. It was half a lifetime ago since she's 27. But he's like, I don't care. I want to fucking kill someone. She's like, save it for Desmond. And then they leave to go to the Hamptons. (laughs) Oh. On their way, they talk about how much they've grown, not just in their teenage lives, but since knowing each other. And he finally asks what happened to her family. And her mom was a teen mom that wasn't good at taking care of her, got into meth and dropped her off at the CPS place. And she actually died of an overdose shortly after that. Oh, terrible. Yeah. So she went into foster care and then learned all her brutal life lessons that way. And she goes into pretty good details about her life in foster care, which is pretty heartbreaking. So I'm not going to get into it, but I will mention one trigger warning. She was sexually assaulted by her foster dad to protect her foster sister. And that sexual assault ended with her stabbing him six times in the groin with a kitchen knife. Oh, good for you. Yeah, good for her. Sadie was her foster sister that she was protecting, the jockey. Oh, okay. Ramsey's knew that she went to a correctional facility when she was younger, but not what it was for. And that's what she was in there for. Good for her, though. Stab him right in the dick. Yeah. She said that they, like, lessened her sentence and stuff because the judge sided with her, which, like, why wouldn't you? But she's asking him about 
his life, she says to tell her something that he's never told anyone before. So he tells her about his mom and dad meeting at a young age and having him young too. And then he tells her that his dad picked his name and had dreams of both of them building an empire together. He mentions that his dad's empire was just that, a dream. He learned his dad wasn't smart enough to carry out side hustles to make actual money. And then she asks who he wanted to be like. And he tells her about growing up with Briggs and flipping cars for cash. And he fell in love with one particular car. And I guess it's like super fancy and nice. And they built it from the ground up. But he had to sell it because he didn't have enough money to keep it. And he knew that he wanted to be like the guy that bought it, like just like handed out cash and was like, yep, I want it. Here you go. Fuck, take my money. So he's like, that's what I'm going to do. She grins at his story and lays her hand over his wiener. Uh Not the wiener. Blake unbuttons my pants. The zipper breaks like a dam. My cock leaping free, hot in the cool air. Blake takes the head in her mouth, smothering me in velvet lips. Instantly, everything feels twice as good. The sun on my skin. The breeze in my hair. The wheel under my palm. Everything is pleasure when my cock floats on the flat of her tongue. Blake attacking my cock. She sucks like a demon, stroking with her hand. It's a battle between my attention on the road and the climax she's determined to force out of me. She's not even buckled. I could crash and kill us both. <laughs> okay, intrusive thoughts. He's like, I'm gonna fucking crash the car right now. <laughs> there are pictures in this book, and Shelby picked a very special one for Riley to describe. Hmm. Can't wait. Uh, yeah, I wasn't expecting it when I flipped the fucking page in the book. <laughs> <laughs> Where you were you? Like, were you reading Whoa. it by yourself? Yeah, thank God. You I know, because all the pictures, none of the pictures are like graphic except for that one and i opened yeah. it and i was like oh my god <laughs> oh my god this is an unsolicited dick pic <laughs> so we have a man driving a car with a woman and his hands on her booty and she's bent over sucking his dick but you can <laughs> see the dick and it, it's veiny it is very a very veiny dick and it looks wet that's gross <laughs> <laughs> this was in the book yeah yeah what are the other ones like? Just pictures of them by themselves or like him holding her. Yeah, there's a couple her of her like suit. in her little kitty suit. Oh, cute. Wow. I couldn't imagine like reading that book and then being like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Especially because there were like six or seven other ones that were not graphic. No. They're in the middle of the day, down the road, convertible top down, driving to the Hamptons on the freeway. Good for them. Good yeah. for them. Everyone driving by is getting a fucking show. Uh-huh. And apparently as she's doing this, this teenager drives by them and he sees what's happening because Blake's ass literally pointing towards the passenger window. <laughs> Her asshole's like on the window. <laughs> He's like keeping pace with them and Ramsey's is like looking at him like, yeah, bro. Obviously he comes and Blake mentions that she didn't think she's ever felt him that hard. And he says it was the adrenaline between the blowjob, the convertible, how fast he's going, the danger of crashing, blah, 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 blah. So he wants to return the favor and he tells her to unbutton her top and take her underwear off and he starts fingering her. While he's just driving, he's like, (laughs) (laughs) oh God. Spread your legs, I order. She butterflies her knees so I have open access to her wet little cunt. I part her lips with my fingers exposing the delicate pink interior to the sun and the air. Ew. I don't know why, but I hate that. Exposing her delicate pink interior. (laughs) Blake gasps, her pussy pulsing helplessly. Her knees draw together. I push them apart, barking, keep them spread. Keep them spread. She looks around embarrassed at the other cars driving past, and he tells her, 
to keep spreading her pussy and fuck his fingers. So he makes her fuck his fingers. So he just holds his hand there and he's like, do the work. Pop that pussy, girl. She's like, that's literally my job. It mentions in the book that his fingers make a wet, sloppy sound and then his dick is like still apparently hanging out. So it's not even back in his pants. <laughs> Ew, it's oh just like God. flopped out. Uh, she comes naturally. We go to Blake's POV and they stop for food in East Hampton and they go to a cute blue shuttered house on the side of town and apparently it's a Ramsey's house. It's not like the grandest, fanciest house in the Hamptons, but it's still very nice. Briggs comes out the front door and immediately asks where his date is and Blake tells him that she will be there before dinner, so not to worry. And he's like, good, make sure she's dressed extra slutty. Make sure she has big tits. (gasps) Yeah. It's not Magda. We learned that, unfortunately, Magda wasn't able to show up, but Briggs doesn't know that yet. So she picked a last minute person and we will see who that is in a little bit. They get all their stuff put away and she can't help but feel giddy over seeing their clothes mesh together, everything on the bathroom counter mesh together. It makes everything feel like a real relationship. She even cut Lucas, the guy who likes his wiener stepped on from her roster, but didn't tell Ramses that she did that. Uh-huh. The three of them go to leave to go get Briggs' date, and they pull up to the train station, and it's Sadie. She recruited her sister. She's not porn star hot like Briggs wants. She is wearing glasses, her hair is in short, stubby pigtails, and she's apparently (laughs) covered in mosquito bites. Okay. They get back to the house and Briggs books it inside, leaving Sadie behind. Like, he doesn't even offer to help with her bags. He's just like, no. They get to Desmond's house and it is nice. Like, old school, rich. It's described like Gatsby style. Fancy. Desmond's party is a night to put on a show, she says. So everyone who is anyone is there. She recognizes a good amount of people there too. Ex-clients, people that have been on her wait list, anyone who's financially like a superstar, I guess. After a while, Briggs complains about the porty potty situation so blake's like okay i'll take you inside and i'll show you a real bathroom because apparently nobody's allowed inside the house at the party the four of them go inside and they run into desmond's housekeeper hattie which blake and her built a relationship when her and desmond dated so she's super happy to see hattie and they catch up for a little bit and hattie's like do you want to tour the house and they say yes. Duh. Um, as they are touring the house and all the shit, Ramses says, what happened with you two? I know all the reasons Desmond the shit, but you liked him once. How did he fuck it up? Tell me so I don't do the same. And she smiles and shakes her head. You don't do anything like he does. And Ramses says, tell me anyway. He asked me to move in with him and I hadn't answered yet when we heard Hattie at the door. Des wasn't expecting anyone. We walked out to see. This old lady strolled in, dripping in diamonds and scarves. Immediately, he dropped my hand. So he was like, embarrassed to be seen in public with her pretty much like especially around his family so she's like nah i'm good yeah fuck that yeah she took the first train home and broke up with him after that ramses tells her for a man who runs a hedge fund desmond missed the opportunity of his life and i can see it on his face every time he looks at you they go back to the party and Ramsey steps away to get them drinks. Briggs and Sadie go to get food and someone steps up behind Blake and she knows it's Desmond before she turns around. He grabs her arm and says that he's surprised she's there and she says she's not there by choice. How long are you going to keep punishing me for one moment? I was surprised. If you would have given me the time and she like cuts him off, she's like, no, you need to let go of my arm. And Ramsey's is like right fucking now. So he's behind them. Yeah. Desmond's like, oh shit. Like, okay. Sorry, bro. Desmond's trying to be tough and knock Ramsey's down a peg. But Ramsey says, there's a lot of things you have that I'll never have. But have you met my girlfriend? And he grabs Blake's hand. <gasps> 
Yes. Uh, but then Desmond's a little bitch and he's like, yeah, you can have my sloppy seconds from me and everyone else. Bitch, she broke up with you. Ramses obviously is going to stand up for her and he says, Blake is the best and you know it, which is why you're over here trying to shoot your shot the second my back is turned. I don't even blame you for that, though I'll be damn sure to make you pay for it. If you ever call her sloppy again, I'll fucking kill you. Blake and Ramses walk away and he apologizes for bringing her there in the first place. It's what he wanted before the relationship progressed, but not anymore. And he feels like it's a waste of time when they could be doing anything else together. And she's like, don't worry. We're good. And he's like, okay, let's get out of here. And she's like, in a minute, with a devilish grin. Ooh, what you doing? <laughs> Ramsey's POV. Blake sneaks them back inside to the memorabilia room they toured earlier. So I didn't mention it, but apparently it has like a bunch of random memorabilia shit, like sports stuff, stuff like that. And it also has Prince's purple suede couch. <gasps> the What Prince. is she going to do? She shoves him onto the couch and he's still raging mad about Desmond, but now he's aroused. He grabs her wrists and says, tell me he's nothing compared to me. Tell me you've never felt like this. Never, Blake says, not even close. He takes his dick out and she sits on it and he tells her to give him everything and she says she will give him what she never gave Desmond. And then she pulls almost all the way out and positions his dick against her ass. No. On Prince's couch. Oh my God. Where's the lube? (laughs) Where's the lube? Yeah, I don't know. Where's the spit? (laughs) None. How's it even going to get in? The magic of Prince. (laughs) (laughs) It's just like, open up. (laughs) (laughs) I'm wet from inside her. Still, the pressure and friction almost tear off my skin. (laughs) At least that's how it feels as I inch inward a millimeter at a time. Okay, a millimeter. (laughs) (laughs) This is biting the wire. This is maximum voltage. (laughs) Blake is making sounds that might get me arrested and not for trespassing. I grab a handful of her hair and silence her with my mouth. Okay. She's just screaming. (laughs) (laughs) Bloody murder. (laughs) He's experiencing pleasure that should be illegal and he doesn't know if he's moving at all and he feels like super dumb for it. So apparently... Her booty's too good, too. Bouncing on that dick. (laughs) They fuck, and then after a while, it just, like, kind of, like, slowly fades out, and he's like, have you ever been in love? (laughs) Just, like, a full 180. He's like, thanks for the anal. Have to... Do you love me? (laughs) (laughs) He says that he thought he was in love at one point with his high school girlfriend, but only at that age. And she's like, so what happened with that? And he's like, looking back, I was tall, lanky, and super self-conscious. She would go study with other guys in school. Study. They broke up end of senior year because she wanted to see other people in college, even though they were going to the same college. Long story short, in college, that girl wanted him back and he said no. And this girl would even go to the lengths of waiting outside his dorm room every day for like a month just crying and begging him to take him back girl be for fucking real <laughs> no after there's little heart to heart they go back to the party to check on sadie and briggs before heading back to the house but they can't find them anywhere so they're like they're probably good the next morning the smell of bacon wakes him up blake isn't in bed anymore so he goes to check and she has breakfast in the works for everyone and she's never cooked before for like multiple people i guess that's like so this is a big deal oh, i was like she's never cooked before well they had their deviled egg party yeah that's like the only other time. <laughs> or soft boiled egg party poached oh my Idiot. apologies <laughs> They look at Briggs and Sadie, who also emerge, and ask where they were the rest of the night. And 
Apparently, they look like dog shit, like Sadie's mascara is running down her face. Briggs, like, looks like he has been ran over by a car. And Sadie's like, um, football, as the same time that Briggs is like, I was, uh, poker. Uh, Definitely not fucking. No. (laughs) Definitely not that. But her face is bright red and Briggs won't look anywhere but his coffee, so... They're like, okay, whatever. Later that day, Blake and Ramsey skip the rest of Desmond's boring weekend plans and make their own. And it mostly involves fucking, sleeping, renting a sailboat, and eating roasted clams on the beach. Mm-hmm. Briggs takes Sadie to the train station early, and Blake and Ramsey's are like, what the fuck are you guys up to? But they couldn't have done anything because they're total opposites. Except when Ramsey's caught Briggs changing his shirt earlier and noticed that his left side was striped with marks that look like a riding cross left them remember she's a horse jockey oh my god (laughs) (laughs) so she's just whipping his back with the riding crop god after he's like she's nasty and covered in mosquito bites (laughs) i know he's like i guess i'll fuck yeah (laughs) we go to blake's pov and they're on their way back late sunday night when he asks her to stay the night and she's like yeah Definitely. Uh huh. He also has a surprise for her at his office in the morning, but they have to be up early. So the next morning they get up super early. They get to his office and he pulls up his trading computer program thing, whatever it is, and tells her to watch the screen. And apparently this company jumps two points and he tells her Desmond bought the hook. So now let's run the line. And he starts typing like a bunch of other shit. And she's like watching him pretty much fuck Desmond over and shares on the company. So like by the end of it, Desmond lost like millions of dollars. Haha. <laughs> so sucker. <laughs> Ramsey's POV. He had the best week of his life followed by two of the worst. Apparently, Blake has spent almost every night at his house, and he even spent one night at her house. They cook together, they read in bed together, they bang a lot, and then the next week, the market takes a shit. So... Halston Reeves, his mom's husband, whatever, uses the opportunity to gut two of his biggest investments. And it's like a full on war between the two because Ramsey's won't go to his mom and Reeves anniversary party. But like, it's also the anniversary of his dad's suicide. So yeah, I feel like that's fair. Yeah, but not to Reeves. So Reeves is like trying to just fuck him and take all his money. The drama. I the know. Drama. The tea. Yeah. Uh- He needs to see Blake, so he books them a reservation the night of the anniversary, and he rushes home, and and as he's about to shave to get ready, he's lost in memories from the 10 years ago, and he floods the bathroom sink and the floor. Blake rushes to check in on him and sees that he's in pretty rough shape, so she, like, drags him to the edge of the bed and hugs him, and he's, like, really vulnerable and doesn't want her to see him like this and proceeds to have a really bad panic attack, but she's very supportive and lets him know, like, that she's there for him and it's okay. Once his panic attack passes and he's embarrassed and is like, you can leave if you want. She's like, I'm not going anywhere. And she asks what happened and why he got the panic attack. And she tells him that today's the anniversary of his dad and then his mom. She tells him to get in the shower and she'll get everything cleaned up and they aren't going to the reservation. They're going to stay home. He gets out of the shower to everything cleaned up, but no Blake. He goes to find her and sees her in a new cat suit, ears and her collar. He's nervous (laughs) because his dick isn't responding like normal. So apparently he's like, it's hot, but like, I don't have a whole boner i can't get it up they're doing their little mink spit and she pulls his dick out and when it hits her tongue still not hard like it's like half (laughs) i would be offended i would also especially if i was wearing an entire fucking cat suit (laughs) yeah (laughs) 
I'd be like, get your flaccid dick hard now. <laughs> he says it's not her. It's and then she cuts him off and starts like making out with him. And she's like trying to reassure him that he's perfect. And usually she doesn't talk in her Meeks character, but she does tonight just to like give him extra reassurance. They kiss some more and she asks what he loves most about her. Okay. He's like having a moment. She's like, what do you love about me? And he says that his favorite thing about her is her scent, which I was like, what? <laughs> like cat food and I love it. <laughs> he starts smelling her. So like behind her ear, by her hair, her neck, everywhere. Even her armpits. I love smelling Zach's armpits. He gets pissed. Do you? I love it. I'll put my nose Even if just, they're stinky? Especially when they're stinky. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard of this. You really love him. He doesn't return the favor, though. Rude. Just hold your arm up. Be like, please. No, he's like, you fucking stink. Go take a shower. <laughs> <laughs> and now he has a raging boner. And he finally gets to his favorite place of her scent. Do you know where that is? Her vagina. I take a long swipe with my tongue between her pussy lips. She's drenched and slippery. I lap while while her legs shake around me, this is the taste I love. This is the feeling I love. Those velvety folds melting on my tongue, warm and sweet and satisfying. I close my eyes and drown in it. So dramatic. Drown in the pussy. Drown in the pussy. As she's coming, he drops her down on his dick and they start banging fast and hard. I rip open the front of the cat suit, her tits spilling out. I cup them in my hands, squeezing nipples as thick and hard as pencil razors. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping you were going to highlight that part. God. I milk her breasts into I hate the milking. I don't know why. I, <laughs> she starts I milk lactating. <laughs> I drink from her booby. I milk her breasts in time to the thrust of my cock until her eyes go glazed and her mouth hangs open. As she comes one last time, her back arches and her nipples turn to diamond. Each shuddering wave of pleasure seeming to flow down to their very tips. Her pussy squeezing around my cock in much the same motion as my hands. It's the hottest thing I've ever experienced, and I thought I came at the same time. She got diamond nipples. Diamond it's nipples. Just, it threw me off because it was like her nipples turned to diamond. She says, you didn't come all the way, and he's like, yeah, I did. And she's like, there's more. And she grips his dick and starts jacking him off, and he can feel what she means. But he's like, I don't think I can. I'm like too anxious still. And she's like, do you trust me? And he says, yes, though I shouldn't. She says that he should trust her to take care of him, and she leaves the room and comes back with scissors and a bottle of lube. She tells him to relax and just let <laughs> your face, Riley. <laughs> I'm scared. She tells him to relax and just let her make him feel good with her tongue. She teases him and tastes him, making him groan with certain patterns and groaning herself. She's edged him three times now before he catches on, and then she squirts the lube in her hand, and she says that she's going to make him feel so good. Her mouth is pure nirvana. It's like she knows exactly how this feels to me, like she's reading each shiver and twitch with her tongue. Her hands on my body, her eyes watching my face, her fingers slide lower, massaging my ass. <laughs> I feel the impulse to tell her no, to move her hand, but that impulse is rooted in discomfort, not in what I actually want. Her hands feel good, like they always do. No, even better, because her warm, slippery fingers are pressing and playing in a space I've never tried to eroticize before. Eroticize? Uh -huh. Oh, she's going to finger pop his asshole. <laughs> yeah. Oh, good for them. She continues firm strokes and massages his butt. <laughs> 
God. As she takes his dick deeper into her mouth, he describes the sensation as uncomfortably intense and desperately filthy. That's his last stop before her finger probes his prostate and he like explodes everywhere. Like he just is like come like immediately. He's lying there panting and throbbing and Blake claims him with a warm cloth and she's like, now you're done. The confidence in her. I know. Yeah. You trust me? I'm gonna stick a finger up your bum. I would get punched in the head <laughs> if you did that to Zach. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Immediately just punch. He, he would punch my head. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, you're not going in there. He's holding secrets in there. <laughs> <laughs> he is. You want to get in? Kind of. <laughs> Mostly because he won't let me. What are you hiding? <laughs> I want to know. <laughs> After they're done fucking, he makes them grilled cheeses and then makes her favorite childhood item, which can you guess what her favorite childhood item is? It's a food. It's a food? Cat food. Wet, a can of wet cat food. <laughs> milk. Chocolate milk. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. Child. Yeah. She tells him that he takes such good care of her and he says that's what he wants to do is to take care of her. There's like a kind of long pause and then she asks him if he would look at her plan for the week, her financial plan. And he's like, yeah, sure. They work on her stocks for a bit and then she spills her milk all over the keyboard and she apologizes and says that she wished she wasn't like this. A human? So clumsy. Blake makes errors all the time in small ways because that's how her mind works in creative leaps and incredibly rapid recognition of patterns. I close the laptop, putting my arms around her. Don't apologize. Don't feel bad. You make mistakes sometimes because you're focused so hard on the thing you're focused on. And that's your gift. That's your power. That's what lets you do so many incredible things. Don't ever be sad about what makes you you. That's what I love. Oh my God. That was that. I said, I love you. <gasps> love. She just like has like tears running down her cheeks and he like kisses her and he's like, I love you. I love you exactly how you are. And he sees like a mixture of hope and fear on her face. And he says, it's not a game. I love you and it's real. And if I would have known what it's like, I wouldn't have spent one minute of my life chasing anything else. I'm afraid. Blake says, barely more than a whisper. I don't want to fuck up again. He True Ramsey's fashion picks her up because he likes to carry her everywhere. And he carries her to bed and that's where they stay the rest of the night, like snuggled together and telling each other like all their history and deepest, darkest secrets. So that escalated real fast. Yeah, it did. But she didn't say I love you. Nope. We go to Blake's POV and she's like, that was the best weekend of my life. Way better than the Hamptons. They replace her laptop and run all her numbers again. They visit flower markets by her apartment, the farmer's market, doing like errands that they normally wouldn't do together together and the whole time they're doing errands she's like he loves me he loves me he loves me oh but she didn't say it back so like yeah calm down yeah say it back on sunday ramsey's mentions brig has left work early twice that week and it's bad timing with all the reeves stuff so apparently Reeves is still coming after Ramsey's. And Blake says that she's going to help Ramsey's take Reeves down. So on Monday, Blake plans her own Reeves like Intel day. And she thinks she has a plan. So she calls in a huge favor to Magda. And on her way to Ramsey's later, Sadie calls her and asks to go to lunch tomorrow. But she sounds like something is going on. Like it doesn't normally sound how Sadie sounds. But Sadie reassures her everything's fine. So she gets to Ramsey's private gym and apparently like the whole first floor of his penthouse building is his own private gym. Of course it is. And she's like, I don't go to the gym, so what the fuck are we doing? And he says that he actually needs her to strip 
naked so he could see what he's working with and where they should start on her workout routine. Ew. She does. And he examines her and says the only thing he can see that needs work is to tighten up her ass. And he tells her to get on the cardio equipment. And she does. Naked. He sets the level and I turn the footrests of the machine, breasts bouncing and ass flexing in the mirror. I'm no athlete, but the look of my naked body in motion is kind of fucking cool. I've never seen myself quite like this. Skin dewy with sweat, flushed in all kinds of interesting places. Ramsey's watches from behind, just as tall as me, even when I'm standing on the machine. That's right. Work that ass. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Work it. She looks over her shoulder and sees that Ramsey's as hard as a rock and he walks up and grabs her butt while she's working out and calls her a good girl. He then takes her to the bench press and helps with that. Oh my god, and she's naked on the bench yeah. press? Yeah. It's kinky as fuck working out naked, seeing my, how my pussy looks with my legs spread around the bench. I keep imagining what it would be like to do this with other people around. If Ramsey's took me to a gold gym and put me through this exact workout in nothing but sneakers. Ew, with shoes on? Yeah, she only has shoes. <laughs> only shoes. Only she wants shoes. to go to a gold gym and do that. She's like, yeah. everyone, look at my spread pussy. <laughs> As she's doing her second set of bench press, he puts a finger in her vagina and he tells her, do your reps, lower the bar, slow down and explode up. When she pushes the bar up, her vagina clenches his finger and pleasure goes up her spine. He makes her finish her reps like that. Isn't that dangerous? Yeah, she's just going to fucking drop it on herself. Yeah. And he's like, pick it up. right on her neck. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Work it. (laughs) She feels like she's dying and he asks if she needs a break before moving on his shoulders. And she's like, yeah. And he's like, okay, perfect. Suck my dick. He pulls out his cock, thick and heavy and hanging, and lies down on the bench. I kneel between his knees, taking his cock in my mouth while he unracks the bar and starts his set. Every time he pushes up the weight, the force moves through his frame and his cock surges against my tongue. She's hella soaked watching him lift weights while sucking his dick. Hella soaked. Hella soaked. Hella soaked. I wait for Ramses to start his second set, then I climb on his cock. He looks like a stallion and I want to fuck him like one. His cock leaps and Inside me with each push. His strength flows into me and I'm drunk off the power. When he racks the bar, the ground shakes. I ride him on the bench, holding the bar to steady myself. Ramses is enormous beneath me, reflected in the mirror. She reminds me of all the girls that think spirit is super sexy. The horse. That's uh, <laughs> I fucking hated spirit. I never watched it. I liked it as a little kid, but I don't want to f- have sex with it. I never no. was like, God, that horse. <laughs> Hot. <laughs> He fucks her harder and faster, and then they both come. Later that night, she gets a text from Magda, and it says, tell him to check his email. She tells him that she did something he's going to like, and she tells him about doing her own digging into Reeves' investments. So apparently, one of Reeves' biggest businesses is a government contract for aeronautics, and the government official in charge of the contract also happens to be Magda's favorite client. So they pull up the email, yeah. When they pull it up, they see that Magda's client dropped Reeves' as an investor and even blind CC'd him in the email so he could see the whole thread. Reeves got fucked and Ramsey's got to like watch him be pretty much broken up with with one of his biggest investments. Haha. Get fucked, Reeves. Yeah. He then gets serious and he says, you solved the problem for me, Blake. There's only a couple people in the world who has ever solved the problem for me. So that was like a really big deal to him. We go to Ramsey's POV and Briggs comes into the office and tells him that he needs to talk to him. And... He tells Ramses that Sadie is pregnant. (gasps) 
Oh my god, how much time has fucking passed? It's been like almost two months. Oh. Yeah. Damn. Since the <gasps> Hamptons night. pregnant? Yeah. So she got pregnant on the Hampton night. Damn. With the riding crop? Yeah. <laughs> what a fun way to be conceived. <laughs> yeah, I would never want to know that. No. Ramses is like, I thought you hated her. And he's like, I don't, I didn't hate her. I just thought she was loud, annoying, unattractive, had terrible style. And I was like, I know I put Ella. <laughs> what the fuck? Sounds like you kind of hate her. I know. He's like, I hate everything about her, but <laughs> she's cool. He continues after that by saying, we hooked up the night of the party and it was kind of fucking incredible. She was insane. She fucked me raw down on the beach. Then we went to this shitty motel. She pinned me down on the bed and whipped me with her riding crop while riding me like a horse. <laughs> Another horse reference. Wow. She is a horse girl. And apparently they've been seeing each other in secret ever since. Ramses asks Briggs what they're going to do. And he said that Sadie wants to keep it and he wants to keep the baby too. He's actually really excited about it. So Ramses congratulates him. And then Briggs tells him that Sadie's also moving in. So this is like their little trial period. By the time the baby's born, if like they want to stay together, they will. But he's like, I'm going to marry her. Like we're going to make it work. And Ramses is kind of jealous and agitated, even though he's happy for Briggs because he wants that with Blake. Mm-hmm. Um, Briggs leaves. And then the next day, Ramses is prepping for his perfect night with Blake. He gets to her apartment and they discuss Briggs and Sadie. So that's what Sadie had to tell Blake about at lunch. So Blake knows too. He tells Blake that she's going to be an aunt and she looks pleased. And she's like, I'll have a sister, a niece, and a boyfriend. So this is her first time labeling it. Yeah. And he says, I actually want to talk to you about that. I'm breaking up with you. Ramsey says, when I called you my girlfriend in front of my mom and again with Desmond, you didn't stop me. Of all the things I pushed you into doing, that gave me the biggest thrill because it's what I want the most. You're so good at making my fantasies come true, but the part where you make my life sing is when it's real. I want it to be real he tells her to open her phone and pull up her investing account and she does and she's like i'm kind of confused but whatever so when she gets to it instant darkness falls over blake and she asks him why he did what he did and apparently he deposited 37 million dollars into her account so she could hit her number so her like end goal for her castle was a hundred million dollars so he helped her get to the goal but she is mad. He tells her that he put her at her goal so they could start making new goals together. And she tells him that's not how this works because he's still trying to buy her when he does stuff like that. I just wanted to help you. Yeah, it's what you wanted. What I wanted was to earn it just like your fucking watch. And you took that from me. Quietly, she says, you'll never see me as an equal. And that makes me really fucking angry. No one has ever taken better care of Blake. No one's treasured her like I have. So now he's mad that she's like upset. And she asks if she could buy Ramsey's for $3 million. And they both know that the answer is no to that. And he tells her that he opened his books to her and has never shared with anyone like he has with her. And she tells him that she loved that day because she felt like a partner. They're both going over everything equally. But she doesn't feel like a partner today. Like he stole her one accomplishment that she set for herself. Can't he just fucking take it out? The damage is done. Ramsey's, you don't have partners. You want the world to yourself and you just share pieces of it. That fucking slaps me. My control slips. I bite her back. Every day since I met you, I've shared more and more of myself. You're the one who pulls away afraid. You're telling me I need to treat you like an equal. Blake, we're not equals. The reason I'm a billionaire is because I do make all the decisions. And every time you want to act like you know better than me, why don't you check the scoreboard? (gasps) She says, red, out, get out. So that's their safe word. Remember, like if she says red, no matter where they are, what they're doing, it stops. Yeah. 
So red. she says she says red and she kicks him out and says, you don't want a partner. You want a pet and slams the door. Oh, yeah. We go to Blake's POV. She's not angry anymore, but she's just disappointed and thought that he understood her better. And this is just later in the night. She can't tell if he actually loves her or just loves owning her. And she spirals until she gets a call from Magda at 2.23 in the morning. And Magda tells her that it's Tabitha and they both start to cry. So Tabitha passed away on the same <gasps> night that her and Ramsey's getting in a fight. Oh, was she really sick? I can't remember. She just old, not taking care of herself. Oh, the only time right. that she was taking care of herself was when Blake or Magda were taking care of her. Yeah. The next day, she helps Magda clean up her apartment, and then Tabitha's funeral comes around, and apparently it's like really sad affair. Like only a couple of the agency girls showed up, and that's it. Like nobody oh. else showed up. Um, she thinks about how she doesn't want to end up like. Tabitha and every laugh and smile with Ramsey's is better than every dollar that she's ever made. And as she's thinking this, a warm body sits next to her and a strong hand rests on her shoulders and Ramsey's showed up for her. And she asks how he knew and he said, just because you're mad at me doesn't mean I stopped paying attention. And she's like, I'm so sorry. I feel awful. I'm not mad at you anymore. And as she's saying this to him, she notices that his coat is moving and she's like, what's in the fucking jacket? And he pulls out a kitten. Oh, my God. Oh, Oh my God. For her to fuck. (laughs) (laughs) No, for him, because he likes the kitties. Oh, for him to fuck. (laughs) She is surprised and is like, you replaced me already. And he's like, I already have a kitten, but I couldn't stand the thought of you going home alone tonight gag she asks if the kitten has a name and he said if it wasn't a girl then he was gonna name it ramses the second but since it's a girl he didn't name her and she said that the cat's name is bestet what is that oh see and here i was thinking she was about to name it tabitha <laughs> after her <laughs> madam yeah. her dead madam she kisses ramses and they apologize and when the service ends he is like before i take you home i want to take you to my father's grave and apparently it's the first time that he's been at his dad's grave since his dad passed away so since his funeral so 10 years when they get there to his grave she tells him to hang on real quick and runs back to tabitha's grave and she grabs a handful of white roses and brings them back and she's like tabitha won't mind so she puts flowers on his dad's grave oh yeah that was very sweet we go to ramsey's pov and blake comes home with him and the kitten she apologizes again for the other night while he makes her dinner and he says that he's also sorry he fucked up and she is like shocked that he's even admitting that he fucked up because apparently that's not what he does he hugs her close and says i've never had someone stand up to me like that not even briggs honestly it kind of turned me on i left her apartment angry but by the time i'd gotten to the stairs it had turned to melancholy because i already missed you and even though the point was to do something special for you you were right that i was doing what i wanted yeah he tells her that he is hoping to make a final offer and to pull up her account again and she's like dude Are you fucking kidding me? And she's like, we just went over this. And he says that he doesn't make the same mistake twice. She does what he says. And when she looks at the account, she goes completely still. And he says, I know you can't be bought, but here's everything I have. He drops to his knees in front of her and he tells her he only wants her to grow and become better with her. He's known for a while now and he knows it's not enough, but it's everything he has. Her account reads $7.2 billion. What the fuck? Yeah. I would stop being mad immediately. That's all his money in every account he owns. So he tells her that he can't make any changes. So now that the final offer is up to her and she tells 
him that he makes her so happy and they kiss and he asks what she wants to do now. Do you want to buy your castle? Do you want to travel? And she says, let's go hunting. That's where it ends, but we go to the epilogue now. We're in Blake's POV. She's moving into Ramsey's place. They spent some time in Sydney watching Sadie race horses. She isn't showing yet in the pregnancy, but she's apparently winning every race that she's been doing. Aren't you super duper not supposed to ride horses when you're pregnant? Especially if they're fucking running. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. The baby's just in there like, (laughs) (laughs) They have a shared bank account, so now it's their money. Oh my God. And his favorite joke is that he can't afford anything, so Blake has to pay. (laughs) I like telling Zach when we go out to places, I'll be like, no, this one's on me and I'll pull out my debit card. Because, like, our bank accounts are joint. That's yeah. what I do with Tyler, too. <laughs> I'm like, here, I'll buy dinner tonight. <laughs> this one's on me. I gotcha. She's moving all her plants into his apartment, and he tells her that he has a surprise for her. She follows him to what used to be only his office, but now there are two desks, two chairs, both of their computers. So they're all set up to work from home now, even him. He's like, sometimes I'll have to go to the office. But other than that, like, we're pretty much like, this is where we're going to do all our investing. And she says, Ramsey's is my castle. I've never felt safer than when I sleep in his arms. And best of all, I can take him anywhere I go. Oh, so cute. But it's not the only surprise. He pulls her into the spare bedroom where he turned it into a whole ass library. After they get all of her stuff unpacked and eat some food, he asks what she wants to do now. And she has some ideas. She finds a picture of Ashley, Ramsey's old college girlfriend. No. And dresses exactly like her from when they were in college. Ramsey's mouth falls open and she gets into character. You got me fucked up. (laughs) I raised the pitch of my voice a little, making it softer, sweeter. Ramsey's, I miss you. I'm so sorry. I know I messed up. What will it take to get you to forgive me? Ramsey's puts both hands over his face, then slowly drags his fingers back through his hair while he looks at me sideways. This is so fucked up yeah it is (laughs) she drops to her knees at his feet and he tells her to stand up and take her clothes off slowly he tells her underwear too i unclasp my bra briefly covering my breasts with my hands before letting them drop then i take off my panties too it's like i've never been naked in front of another person before every inch of my skin feels the air and his eyes dance for me ramses says I dance, shy and awkward at first, then slow and sensual as the wine loosens my muscles and my inhibitions. Ramses stays seated, fully dressed, his face unsmiling, but his eyes roaming rabid over my flesh. My body is throbbing. I've never been more wet. Turn around. Ramses barks. Put your palms on the floor. (laughs) Wait, what? So her feet and palms are on the floor. Yeah. Booty in the air. All right. All right. He moves behind her and spreads her pussy and starts rubbing it. What follows is some of the darkest, roughest sex we've ever had. Ramses is testing what I'll do for him, but really we're proving it to me. Every time my body gladly performs some fucked up act, it tells my brain how much I respect him and sets my arousal on fire. We're way past the original scenario. This is about my longing for him, what I do for his attention, his touch, and the pleasure I get fulfilling his darkest desires. We progress from the den to the bedroom and back to the den again. Sex toys are strewn everywhere, and we might have ruined another couch. Another one. Oh, the prince. Afterwards, he tells her that he must have thought of that situation a thousand times, and he doesn't want to be with Ashley ever again, but it was like kind of healing to act it out. I would never. No. Uh -uh. He thanks her for letting him heal through that time in his life in a safe, sexual, freeing way, and he asks what he could do for her, and she has some more ideas. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. 
I hold up the collar, nearly as wide as my hand, with flat metal studs. This isn't just any collar. It's one made for a giant. No way, Ramsey says. Tough shit, I grin. You already promised. (gasps) Is she about to peg his ass? He looks worried and he says that he'll do it, but is scared that she won't find him attractive. I'm not doing this so Ramsey's can experience the degradation of being a pet. I'm doing it so he can experience the joy of being a good boy. Oh, no. She tells him to get on all fours and the collar covers his neck, making his shoulders look broader and bulkier. I run my hands down his arms, squeezing his shoulders, his biceps. Your shoulders are like granite. I run my palm down his flank, slapping him hard on the ass. I bet you can't even feel that, can you? I slap him again. Can you? (laughs) Can you? (laughs) You feel that? (laughs) Also, what? (laughs) He says, no, not my Brutus. What? Ramses holds his position, but there's a change in his breathing. My Brutus is strong and powerful. I croon in his ear as I run my hands over his body. Every room you enter, everyone's afraid of you. Brutus can't hold back. He turns his head against my neck, nuzzling, snarling, licking. His cock hangs down, heavy and full. I grab his head and rub my hands in his hair, rough and messy. Yes, you're my good boy. You're my best good boy. Is he a dog? <laughs> yeah. No! <laughs> i hate it he's kissing her like an animal like absolutely feral just very sloppy and she says that (laughs) she says that doming ramses isn't like doming anyone else like she's like feels more powerful doing it to someone as dominant as him she grabs his collar and brings him to the bedroom and she tells him to lie back on the bed she straddles his face and proceeds to ride it she tells him to grab his thick cock and stroke it you're waiting for me aren't you good boy you're so controlled you're the smartest the best good boy God, I fucking love you. No one could ever love me like you do. No one could ever take care of me like you. I've never been spoiled like this. Your thoughtfulness, your surprise, your work, your intuition, your perception of everything I need. I need you to take care of me and protect me. Look how you spoil me. Look at the life you built for me. His pupils are blown out and his face is flushed and he's super turned on by this. So she continues and she says, And even when I was a bad master and I was scared and yelling and upset, didn't you come right back to me? Didn't you love me? Who's always been there for me? Now, if you want to be the best good boy, I'm building up the biggest orgasm and I want you to come with me. Don't blow until I'm ready. So she continues to write his face and then reaches down and rubs his dick and then says, come for me. And then they both come at the same time. When they're done, she takes the collar off and asks how it was. And he says, that was spectacular. And then she asks if he wants to go again and he says he can't. He spent the end. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) How many red pepper emojis do you give this one? Five. Would you? Yeah. I liked it. It was fucking weird, but I really liked it. Yeah. Wasn't like the spiciest, but the spice was there. It yes. was fucking there. Would you trade places with Blake? Yeah. And do you think that Ramsey slash Brutus is hot? <laughs> <laughs> well, now that you put slash Brutus, I don't fucking know. But yeah, he sounds hot. Brutus? Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> Ramsey's. <laughs> Ramsey's only. So I'm glad you liked this one. I did like it. That was a really it good. Was good. That was a good one. So next week, we're going to be telling Riley all about Knotted by Pam Godwin. And then we're going to have Riley look at the cover and tell us what she thinks it's going to be about. I picked this one. Yeah. Oh. Uh, is it a cowboy one? Uh-huh. We got a yeah. 
a buff little cowboy on the front. I know. I'm excited for a cowboy one. I'm excited. <laughs> Yeehaw. If you liked this episode, make sure to rate, review, and subscribe. And follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Smut Up and Listen Podcast. And follow us on TikTok at Smut Up and Listen. Tell your friends, but not your mom. And we'll see you later, you horny little rats. <laughs>